You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, uh, joined, as always, by my partner and co-host, Right here in his office, uh, Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. Greg, in the almost four years we've been doing this show, we've been really lucky and blessed to have a wide range of guests from all walks of life. And both for our listeners and also for me, selfishly, it's really cool to get to know somebody that either I just don't know much about or maybe we saw on the news or heard a little something about and just to get to hear a little bit about them and their story. And I think this week's guest is one of the coolest instances of that in that you may have heard of her. She was definitely made worldwide headlines a couple of months ago. Genevieve Beacom, 17-year-old professional pitcher in Australia. She pitched for the Melbourne Aces, uh, managed by Peter Moylan. Well, not professional yet. Not professional yet? She's still amateur staff. She's in high school. Remember, they didn't pay her. She pitched oh. in the in the professional summer league team, but they, they for her to keep her status, they didn't pay her. Okay. Because right. she well, still wants to go to college. That's right. Okay. Well, see, I'm, I'm still learning. We already <laughs> interviewed her, and I'm still learning. Okay, well, she pitched for the Melbourne Aces, and really, really cool. Made made her her debut in the Australian mm-hmm. uh, Baseball League, uh, and pitched really well in her debut too. By the way, uh, as you just mentioned, her her next dream is to come pitch uh, college ball in the states. I believe, as you'll hear from her, you'll hear. Well, you know what? We'll save it. She she mentioned her favorites in the mm-hmm. interview where she'd like to come and. To top it all off, she's a Braves fan, which and we saw that and we're like, well, how freaking cool would that be to have her on behind the Braves? So first off, I do want to thank her. We thanked her uh, when we talked to her, but I want to thank her for being so awesome in the scheduling of this mm. because a couple of things. Obviously, she's in Australia. We're here in Atlanta, <laughs> and there's just not a lot, a great deal of times that overlap for where we're all all parties involved are awake and also like you also mentioned she's still in school so mm. she still got to school go to school most of the week and so we had to do it on a weekend and it was easy for you and I cuz it was the evening for us but for her she had to be up first thing in the morning and uh for her to go out of her way like that to be on with this was really cool mm-hmm. did you see the you watched the video of her uh her pitching didn't you oh yeah yeah what would mm-hmm. you think your pitcher what would you think yeah i mean she she's a big tall lefty and and uh i you know i give her a ton of credit just just uh, following her passion, her her uh, dream of, of pitching, and you can tell. I mean, she's very mature for her age. I was very impressed with her, and I liked the way she threw the ball. Um, she's done a lot of work. Obviously, you don't get to that point without uh, doing some investigating and studying on your own. And and uh, like they have, you know, this this whole Australian, you know, summer league. They have workouts. They go to particular training. You know, like she she talks about driveline training and and all that. So. I think she's schooled in all the the latest analytics and and uh, drills and and all the different workouts that they do nowadays as pitchers and uh, it was great it was, it was very refreshing to be able to talk to her and spe- especially since we're so involved with growing the game of baseball this is just a great story and something that we'll continue to tell and and hopefully we'll be able to have her here in the states talking to some of the, the young ladies here in Atlanta that that uh, love to play baseball yeah you said it she is wise beyond her years very very impressive I think about how I probably sounded when I talked to people at 17 <laughs> and how she sounds and it's just yeah it is uh it's really really cool uh really very impressive and as you said i hope obviously number one for her i hope her dream of 
playing college ball in the States comes true for her because that's her dream. And then number two, somewhat selfishly for us, it would be great to have her here as a Braves fan. And we'd love to have her in person on Behind the Braves. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we're rooting for and we're just we're really excited about this interview. So let's get right to it. Here she is, Genevieve Beacom. Genevieve, thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Braves. Uh, we've been looking forward to this, uh, being able to talk to you. I'm I, I'm in charge of alumni relations for the Braves, so Pete Moylan is obviously uh, one of our alumni. We've talked about you, and and when I read the reports and watched a little bit of some of the stuff on Twitter from you, I thought, oh, we got to have her on for for uh, International Women's History Month. That would be perfect. And so we're glad we finally got a hold of you and and uh, could have you on the show, but. Tell us a little bit about your journey, because obviously this was a big step this year being being in the Australian uh, Winter League and I guess Summer League for you guys. It would be Winter League for us. But tell us a little bit about your journey and, and what was it like um, throwing your first pitch there during the game? Yeah, for sure. So it kind of started out when I was just training with the Aces Academy, which is a junior development program for kids coming up. And um Peter saw me pitch there and he saw me pitch a couple of times and then he finally came up to me and asked, like he offered a job, uh, offered a spot as a developmental player. So, uh, yeah, that was really amazing. And then we were just training and then on the Saturday night I got I got called up to pitch in relief and, uh, you know, going out there, I was, I was pretty nervous. But um, once I got out there and started pitching, it was just like every other night, you know, but mm. I definitely had a lot of nerves, but I was so thankful for the opportunity. That's great. It's so exciting. Uh, another role that I have is called Growing the Game here in Atlanta, and we have a footprint of about seven states in the southeast. So we're all involved in in girls baseball, softball, and we're looking at ways that we can reach out and help encourage everybody who loves the game to baseball, the game of baseball, to be involved in. So we're doing kids clinics and coaches clinics, travel ball tournaments, and um, and so I'm I'm fascinated about it. And as I've started to learn more about the history of the game, especially like the Negro Leagues and just women in, in baseball. It's not like this is a new thing. There's been women involved in baseball for a long time. Ricky and I got a chance to see a play called, uh, I can't remember what, I know Tony Stone was the young lady who took Hank Aaron's spot in the Negro Leagues um, back in the day. And so the play was about her journey. And uh, we got a chance to see that. It was absolutely fabulous. Do you have a sense of kind of uh, the history of what's going on right now? I mean, we've got women general managers in baseball. We've got women and that are managing minor league teams in professional sports. There are coaches in the big leagues. I mean, there's a lot going on. Are, are you kind of um, up to speed on that? Have you been studying or has it been interesting to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been seeing all the stuff about Rachel and, you know, all the coaches in the MLB. And it's been really amazing because up until the last couple of years, you just, you never saw that, especially in the media. And it's it's been really great to watch like all these females and women just come into the roles around MLB and just around baseball. So 
It's been really amazing. Genevieve, I'm curious. I know longtime listeners of Behind the Braves know my story of how I got interested in baseball and watching the Atlanta Braves. I watched when I was a kid, Greg McMichael here was a pitcher on the Braves. So it's like those teams when I was a kid or what made me fall like seeing those teams on TV or what made me fall in love with the game. How did you first get interested in the game uh, when you were when you were young? Pretty much. It was, it was through my brother. He was he was playing under 12s at the time. And I was just going to every single one of these games on the weekend and watching him and watching him. And I, I got sick of it. I said to mom, I was like, I want to try this for myself. Like, can I have a table? And she said, yes. So I started playing table. So, okay. Okay. Now, are you, are you, I read on Twitter that uh, you are, you're a Braves fan. How did, how did uh, becoming a Braves fan happen for you? Um, Pretty much through Acuna, you know, watching him. And then, because he played with the Braves in, 20, in the 2017 uh, year, I think. So watching him and then watching him go back to the Braves and everything, I was like, I love this guy. I have to go for the Braves. <laughs> and then in 2019, I went there because I was watching my brother play college. And it was just amazing going to one of the games. Like the atmosphere was crazy. And it was, it was mm. so cool. Yeah, so... Ronald played for uh, the same team that you played for, right? The Aces. Yeah. Okay, that's how about that? That is crazy. That is that is so cool. Yeah, you got to come back. And I, I was curious what what you have your sights set on. Are there any particular schools? Because I know a goal of yours, at least what I read, the goal is to come pitch here in the states. Uh, do you have any any uh, colleges in mind that you're you're trying to get recruited from? I mean, there's always the the big colleges like Vandy and you know UNC. So. Obviously, those guys would be amazing, but I think I'm not sure why. But um, for so long, I've always loved UNC, like the Tar Heels. They're so cool. Their uniforms are so nice, and I don't know. I just <laughs> love that. Love that college. Well, hey, number one team in the country right now is my school, University of Tennessee. So yeah. uh, they were in the World Series last year. Uh, I know the coach, so I can put in a good word for you. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Liam Spence, an, an Australian from Geelong, played there too last year. That's right. Shortstop, right? Correct? Yeah, yeah he got signed to – he got drafted with the Cubs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Well, my school is Virginia, and we're top five right now, and I don't know the coach, but I'm I'm going to email him and <laughs> put in a good word for you too. So, well, we we love pitchers on this show. Obviously, we're we have a heart for them, and I I'm just curious. So, take me through what your best pitches are, and um, and then how you are you trying to develop something right now, or you you pretty much uh, feel confident in what you're doing? Yeah, sir. I'm, my best pitch would probably be my curveball. You know, it's very, it's very twelve six. It's my strikeout pitch, and um, then I got a change up. It's like kind of a Vulcan change. Um, I can't hold a circle change for the life of me. I used to try to when I was little, and it just, you just go to the backstop. So I, I had to throw a Vulcan change, and then um, I guess I'm kind of working on. I've got a two seamer, but like kind of getting that to sink a bit, so like a sinker. And then I've talked about cutters, but I haven't really started a cutter yet. Just getting those two going two different sides because I've got I've got natural tail on my fastball, so just getting something that comes into the righties would be good. So, yeah. I'm surprised Pete didn't try to get you dropping down at all. No, <laughs> I wouldn't really handle that. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, do you have one more seat? You have one more season left with in high school? Yeah. So, um. My summer season just finished um, a week ago for under-18s, and we we won the grand final for that, which was really great to finally. I haven't I haven't won an under-18 title in the past two years, and I haven't won a 
grand final for Sandringham ever. So it was pretty good to end on a win. But my, my junior nice. season's over now. So just doing – now we're in the winter season in a couple of weeks. So I'm still contemplating whether I'm going to play in that or I'll just train with the Ace, like the Aces Academy and stuff like that. I'm curious, was, was, there, was there ever any – nervousness or trepidation or, or fear about competing with, with with boys and men or were you always from the get-go where you you wanted the challenge right out of the gate definitely definitely from the get-go I wanted the challenge you know I think the first time I played in a tournament that was all boys was um 2014 and I was nine there so it was pretty much ever since I was young <laughs> I was just always playing with the boys and you know it was it was a great challenge and it was a lot of fun growing up because I played with the same group of kids pretty much my whole junior career so it was awesome playing with them what would you say and again I'm just so impressed by I mean you're still in high school and just how well spoken uh, and how you carry yourself it's just it's it's so impressive to me so but what would you say to young girls or, or women who are interested in in baseball but maybe they do have some some nerves or maybe even a little fear about competing the way that you have I mean what would your advice to them be I mean, it's it's the old saying, you never know if you don't try, you know. It's just you got to get out there. If you're passionate about something, you got to do it. Otherwise, you'll never know how far you could have gotten. Like if, if I took that, if I heard Pete saying you have a spot as a um, development player and I was pretty nervous about it. If I said, all right, I'm going to back off. I'm too nervous. This is out of my depth. I wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have gotten this far. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be on this podcast today if I said no, you know, (laughs) it's just, you never know if you don't try and you just got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations sometimes. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. And of course, you know, as athletes, we always go through that no matter who we're facing, we can always have doubts and we just kind of have to go for it. And the worst thing you can do is the coach can take you out, right? (laughs) Yeah. We have a we have a group here in town called the Georgia Peaches, and it's a all girls travel baseball team. I'm not, I'm not uh, don't know if you're familiar with it, but uh, back years ago there was also a team called the Silver Bullets, and one of our alumni, Phil Negro, managed them for a while, and I got a chance to know a couple of the girls because we would work out together. So at the training facilities, they were working out, getting ready for the season. Man, they, they just they had such a great time. They had a passion for the game. So you, the passion for, for baseball is really what, I, you know, I love seeing in people because they're 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 again it's a sport that we all love right so we want to see it grow so love what you're doing and and uh, we'd love to have you in town sometime to speak to some of our young ladies who are who are wanting to play baseball full time and and uh, so if you get back in town I don't know if you have any plans uh, you know coming up but we'd love to have you for sure I'd love to be there I, I have I have two other questions I have to ask one because we've had Peter on on our show and we both know Pete and we see him. Greg, of course, Pete does a lot of stuff with Greg for the alumni program. I see Pete a lot during the season. I work Braves games from the press box. And so Peter, with his uh, broadcasting duties with the Braves, we we run into each other a lot. And of course, he's been a guest with us here. And I've seen he's just he's so funny and he's just one of the most fun people to be around. And and when you see him like on the broadcasting side and at events, I am wondering, how is he as a coach? Is he is he a lot more serious as a coach or is he still still kind of that funny personality guy that we know on TV or how is he? He's very funny. Um, he, he makes the 
he makes it very comfortable, you know, like it's relaxed, but we're also serious and it's a good balance. Like he's a really funny guy. Like having him as a coach was great. Like it was, it was so much fun and he just made everything so much more comfortable. Like, especially for the younger kids, I think, cause they, they were a bit anxious about it and a bit uptight. And it was just like, it's just like, it's okay. Like just have some fun. <laughs> it's just a game. You know, he's a really great coach. That's awesome. Our right, well, last question for me. I saw that you wore number forty-four with the uh, with the Aces. So with the Braves, uh, number forty-four is probably the most sacred number there is. Of course, for our dear beloved Hank Aaron. Was it just a coincidence that you got number forty-four, or was that was that chosen by you? Yeah. So eleven's actually my number. So I, I've always worn eleven pretty much. So they didn't have that available, and I think I just got it given to me. So I think. Um, the guy that gave out the jerseys was like 11, 22, 33, 44. Multiple of 11, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, see, my, my favorite number is 22, so I can I can relate to that. And if when I was growing up playing sports, if I couldn't get 22, then, okay, just give me the next double number that was available. That was always me. So I, I totally I can absolutely relate to that. Greg was 38. He wasn't a double number guy. <laughs> Gus. No, that's the number it was given me. I, I uh, of course, you know, you have a bunch of numbers while you play, but uh, you kind of get one. You're like, oh, well, I made the team with this one, so maybe I should keep it, right? Yeah, well, uh, la- last question for me would be, so, you know, pitching in the season, uh, there's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And, spe- you know, especially for pitchers, it kind of can focus right there on just your throwing arm. What do you do? Do you do anything unique or special to kind of keep yourself healthy? Because you're you're thinking long term, right? And you're thinking, how do I keep myself? I want to pitch in college. So what are you doing right now to kind of keep yourself health, healthy? Um, doing in-season workouts is something I do a fair bit. Um, especially, and, you know, just the J-bands routine. I don't think I do anything too too new, unique, but, like, just, like, the driveline recovery program, stuff like that, just bands, trying to trying to get some workouts in just to help my body recover a bit more and, you know, get the lactic acid out of my body. So, Are you doing any of the velocity stuff? Have you focused in on, you said driveline, the recovery program, but have you, you tried to get any more velocity? Um, not at the moment, just because, um, I've been like throwing in games a lot more now. Um, but definitely last year when I was working with the Aces Academy, we had that, that whole build up program to the velocity couple of weeks and then the deload and then that went into the season. So definitely, definitely after, cause I'm going to the under 18 world cup camp in I think two weeks. So after that, I'll probably get into the ramp up stage and then the velocity and then deload again. Okay. Well, you be careful with that. Remember, location wins, right? (laughs) Location and spin. You stick with that, you'll go a long way. Well, hey, it's been great talking with you. Um, Appreciate it so much. And like I said, we're we're uh, we're serious. You get you get this side of the uh, country. Love to see you. We've got some young women we'd love to have you share your story with. So uh, if you get a chance, please reach out to us and uh, we'd love to see you in person. For sure. Thank you guys for so, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Right. As our pleasure. Thank you so much, Genevieve. Thank you. All right. See you. Take care. Have a great week. Bye. You too. Bye, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our thanks again to Genevieve Beacom for joining us here on Behind the Braves. That was a really fun conversation, and we're we're rooting for her as she uh, as she advances in her baseball career. That's for sure. So we have got uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. We, you know, I was in a meeting yesterday, a marketing meeting, and we were talking about all of the cool activations <laughs> and ceremonies we've got in the in in Champions Week, the opening week for us here at Truist Park. And even though everybody in the room, some people in the room, it's it's their first with the Braves or their first at the MLB level, uh, first opening day and that sort of thing, or at least working in the game. Some, a few more, and some of us have done it. This will be, I don't know, number eight or nine for me, something like that. Mm. And But no matter how many we've people have done in the room, whether they've done never done one or they've done 20, everybody in the room, this will be the first time that we've ever had an opening week and an opening day like this when we're getting to celebrate a World Series. This is going to be a first for all of us, and we cannot wait. There's so many cool things. A couple of things I want to point out. Saturday, April 9th, that will be the Braves. The team will be getting their rings on the field in a ring ceremony. There's still some tickets left for that one. I don't know how many at this point, <laughs> but you need to come out and check that one out. That's going to be a great day. And then, so the team gets theirs on Saturday. On the following Monday, I believe that's April 11th, the first 40,000 people in the gate. So pretty much the whole ballpark gets a replica ring wow. to take home. That's great. And I don't know if you've seen some replica ring giveaways in recent years done by other teams. Even us, we did one a few years ago. These things are legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no joke. These things are awesome. You're going to want to have one of these. So <laughs> get on Braves.com. Go get yourself some tickets for uh, the t- see the team get their ring. And then on Monday the 11th to get your ring. So, all right. I know you you have been very busy yourself. You've got all <laughs> kinds of different things going on. So what's going on in wow. Greg McMichael's world? <clears throat> yeah, we've got... Uh, full slate we're hitting the ground running hard we have you mentioned champions week we have some former champions that are going to be here for the first alumni sunday which will be that weekend on april 10th and we've got uh, mark wollers who's on the mound uh when we won the 95 world series and then mike Devereaux, who was who was a very integral part of us winning it down the stretch coming over in a late season trade and so uh, mike's going to be here they're going to be out in the plaza with me uh, they're going to be signing autographs before the game and then we'll do a little Q&A for the people inside the stadium uh, should be a lot of fun so looking forward to that um, come check us out come see us out in the plaza uh, April 10th for that and then we've got a ton of stuff going on in this new growing the game initiative and we are really excited about we we put together 24 kids camps in uh, in and around uh, Atlanta and so 12 of them are softball 12 of them are, 12 of them are baseball and we have uh, hired some really um really cool softball instructors who play in college right now at georgia georgia tech missouri all over the place they're going to be working with us we'll have some alumni out there that are going to be visiting signing baseball cards and um and so it should be a lot of fun so you can go to our website which is braves.com clinics and see all the different locations um it's 
for the first hundred people in each location. We'd love to have you guys come be a part of that. We're real excited about uh, instruction. There's going to be all kinds of things. You're going to get a, a shirt and a hat. Uh, instruction. You're going to get um, to meet an alumni. You're going to get two for one Braves tickets. So a lot of lot of neat things with our kids camps. We we also have tournaments going on right now. If you go to um, if you've heard about the Braves Country Battles. So right now we have baseball tournaments going on around the southeast. We're partnered with 17 tournaments. You can go to their website, 17 uh, tournaments.com, and you can see uh, where those tournament locations are, are going on. Uh, this weekend, we have, uh, we're in, uh, Leo Mazzoni is going to be out in Matthews, North Carolina, and then uh, Chris Hammond's going to be out there meeting the folks over in Vicksburg, Mississippi. So, real excited about what's going on with that. And um, so, we just wanted to let you guys know that uh, we're out and about in the community. We're trying to grow the game of baseball, softball, and uh, real, real excited about what's going to be going on this summer. And we've got some other programs we're going to be rolling out, but uh, couldn't be happier with what the what the Braves are getting behind and how we're really pushing um, to see how we can grow this game and this great game that we love. And, and of course, what better time of the year we get to celebrate this world championship and uh, just kicks off the year. And, and then we've got, uh, we're just going to start rolling. We just need the team to follow suit, right? That's it. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> I've just been, I don't, I've never been so excited for mm. a season to get started as I have for this one, for all those great things that you've got going on, all the great things we've got going on in marketing and just for the team itself, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it this winter after the world series, obviously we celebrated that all summer. I mean, excuse me, all winter long and we enjoyed that, but mm. the lockout, that was no fun. Sure. And all of the, the stuff that came about as a result of that, but it's just so great. That's all done with now. And we're not only ready to play baseball again, but this Braves team is ready to play. Well, you know, we didn't get to really celebrate. That's true. Right? I mean, yeah. we did. I mean, obviously, but we were all so worn out. <laughs> we were so worn out <laughs> in the month of November. We coming off, you know, coming off that win because, you know, we all, this is our job. So we're all working and we also are, are cheering along with um, all you out there. But but we felt like that, uh, and I'm sure you, you do too, but we felt like that it just got cut short. And we went into this lockout and all these things up in there. So I think, I think a lot of us are just ready to now celebrate this team yep. and what better way to do kicking off with champions week with um the ring giveaway and um just having a season where we're excited about this team this team is is still looking like a championship team so i'm just ready to celebrate it and i want to do it all year and then roll back into another celebration it's a it's been it's been far too long since somebody went back to back in major league baseball mm-hmm. and i think this braves team you never know how it's going to play out but i think this braves team is yeah. one that could absolutely do it yeah. and i cannot wait to get started so it's going to be great well as always thank you all for listening rating reviewing subscribing behind the braves and our thanks again to genevieve beacon for joining us here we can't wait to get the season kicked off next week next week when we come to you it's going to be right it's going to be almost opening day so we can't wait we hope to see See you there. For Greg McMichael, I'm Ricky Mast. We'll see you next week on Behind the Braves. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate, review, and subscribe Behind the Braves on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or at Braves.com slash Behind the Braves, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves.
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.